Did you know that some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side-by-side, -side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Hey guys, are you ready for some money rehab? Wall Street has been completely upended by an unlikely player, GameStop. And should I have a 401k? You don't do it? No, I know. Girl! You think the whole world revolves around you and your money? Well, it doesn't. Charge for wasting our time. I will take a check. Like an old school You recognize her from anchoring on CNN, CNBC, and Bloomberg. The only financial expert you don't need a dictionary to understand. The cold lapin. Let's talk about quiet quitting. It's a phrase that's taken social media by storm lately, but what the heck is it exactly? Today, we're going to define quiet quitting and assess whether or not it's the best move to achieve work-life balance and your career goals. So... Quiet quitting is not exactly what it sounds like. Quiet quitting isn't quitting at all. Instead, it's the practice of doing your job as written in the job description. And just that. In other words, it's not going above and beyond, not working overtime, not taking on other people's responsibilities, just saying no. In my opinion, the reason quiet quitting has gotten so popular on social media lately is because people are burned out and they are in need of a damn break. I am not a scientist. I can't tell you if burnout is worse because of the pandemic or not, or if people are just talking about burnout now simply because they have the language to talk about it. But what I can tell you is that burnout is real. And one way to deal with burnout is to set good boundaries so that you can help have the time to take care of yourself. While quiet quitting is the latest buzzword in the work lexicon, its popularity does not mean that everyone is in agreement about whether practicing quiet quitting is a good idea or not. Some people think that this is a revolutionary idea that allows people to protect themselves against being taken advantage of by their employers, while others are wondering if doing the bare minimum is a fireable offense. And yes, I have seen some managers write into advice columns asking if they can fire their employees for quiet quitting, so that is a real concern. What's the answer here? Is quiet quitting the key to the ever-elusive work-life balance? Or does quiet quitting put you on the fast track to the bottom of the promotion list? The idea of quiet quitting is in direct opposition to the work ethic I came up with, which was the Jeffrey Katzenberg, if you don't come into work on a Saturday, don't bother coming into work on a Sunday type of mentality. And so frankly, I'm torn. We're still living in a time where hard work tends to be rewarded, and even if that reward doesn't come in literal promotions and raises, it will come as general goodwill within a company. And like the name suggests, hard work is hard. There probably will be times when you need to rise above what's been asked of you. And in my experience, that's actually the best way to essentially audition for the role you want to be promoted to within your company. But if you're consistently doing responsibilities beyond your job description, you can and should ask for a raise and promotion, full stop. 
you shouldn't give anyone, not even your boss, a discount on your work. And you also shouldn't feel like you need to reach a breaking point in order to excel within your company. If your boss asks you to take on a new project and you're at your bandwidth, you can say no to your boss. Here's a script I've given before on the show about how you can say something like that. If your boss asks you something like, hey, my favorite employee, obviously, can you take on a new project for a third client we're taking on? You can say something like this. I'm not confident that I can take on another client while devoting the time and energy required for my other clients. I would love to revisit after the current projects with clients one and two are wrapped up. In the meantime, I would love to learn more about the client and try to be as helpful as I can be by brainstorming with you for the best strategy of success for client three's project. Let's set up a meeting to discuss, and I can also get you up to speed with where I am with clients one and two. Something like that. The key here is to frame this conversation in a way that shows your boss that you're prioritizing the quality of your work and that you're presenting a solution. As a boss myself, I always respect my employees when they're honest about their bandwidth because I know it serves the mission better in the long run. And a little piece of advice for all of you other bosses out there, be very clear with your job descriptions. If this movement to stick to the job description sticks, Make sure you don't forget to include any responsibilities when you write up a job description for your team. This will help you find the best person for the job who is ready to do that job. So even if you hire an aspiring quiet quitter, they'll still be the employee you want. For today's tip, you can take straight to the bank. My two cents is that you shouldn't work yourself to the bone, but you should make strategic decisions about when to go above and beyond for the sake of your own growth. If you want to be promoted to a management position, choose to go above and beyond in a project where you'll be leading a team. You don't have to be giving 110%, 110% of the time. But in my experience, if you shine extra bright while mastering the responsibilities that would be asked of you in a more senior role, your hat will automatically be thrown in the ring when it comes time to hire for that position. is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Nicole Lappin. Our producers are Morgan Lavoy and Mike Coscarelli. Executive producers are Nikki Etor and Will Pearson. Our mascots are Penny and Mimsy. Huge thanks to OG Money Rehab team Michelle Lands for her development work, Catherine Law for her production and writing magic, and Brandon Dickert for his editing, engineering, and sound design. And as always, thanks to you for finally investing in yourself so that you can get it together and get it all. You spend my money.